This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We've known that we had players that physically we needed to look after and we've had to manage and uh, we've been able to introduce those guys in. We know that across seven games the squad is so important and um, trying to give people a breather at the right time and trying to manage that. We learned a lot from Russia in, in that instance. We, we won't have got that perfect and tonight we were trying to balance players that are carrying knocks with players that are on yellow cards and do, do we take the centre back off? No, we think he's okay because we, we've probably got the game sewn up, he won't need to make a tackle. But So all of those things are going through your mind. Um, but. Yeah, look, it's fabulous. It's fabulous for our country. We're in a, a semi-final at Wembley. Um, everybody can can really look forward to that. It's brilliant. I know what will be happening at home, and that's great. You know, it's lovely to send everybody um, on a Saturday night, beer in hand, in the air, wherever it is, and they should. You know, they should enjoy it. It's been a long year for everybody, and I'm I'm chuffed that the two performances we've put on have uh, brought so much enjoyment and uh, happiness to people. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. This is a quick match reaction to England's victorious 4-0 win against the Ukraine that sees them march into the semi-finals of the Euros. Joining me to uh, discuss it, Mr. England, Chris Budd, and Mr. Neutral, Phil Shaw. It's coming out. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Neutral. You did say it was a bye into the next round. And, yeah, hello, uh, hello uh, Phil Shaw, the scouting report. Yeah, you you didn't you didn't march into the semi final. You strolled. You moonwalked into the semi final. Yeah, because yeah, I I did hint that it. I had a feeling it might be uh, like we did to the Danes uh, in that World Cup where we just uh, exploded. But it was it was more. It was Germanic. We we are the new German, just efficient, controlled execution. I thought it was bizarre to see England in a quarter final of a tournament so comfortable after. What, 55 minutes? 50 minutes? Five. <laughs> Lineker said it's, you know, just a stress-free game is kind of uh, quite an anomaly. It's almost like watching England qualifiers against San Marino. I mean, I'm in, I'm in quarantine from uh, obviously going to Budapest to see a, a Euros game between uh, Holland and Czech. So, oh, me uh, too. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same from going to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> I was having uh, Jaeger shots and with my uh, with my drinks as well, but it was almost like, oh, I've, I've, I'm charging up here for the battle, and actually there isn't going to be one. It's just a nice stroll in the park, score when you want, 
job done. Before uh, we get more into the game, uh, this uh, obviously is just a quick match reaction. Uh, if you want to listen to our a fuller show, uh, do listen to 153. Also, uh, in that show, check out uh, our sponsors of the show, Free Trade. If you go to freetrade.io slash moms, M-O-M-S, you can uh, get uh, a free share if you sign up to their commission-free trading app. Don't forget, uh, as always with investing, uh, your capital is at risk. So, very quick reaction. Well, as we start all these reactions, no Grealish uh, in in the first 11. I mean, we've been through this so many times. This isn't about the best first 11. He is rotating and uh, using all its horses for courses, using all kinds of players. And quite frankly, uh, I think this is this game was a little below Jack Grealish. We didn't really need to yeah, players, players need like, him. Players like Jack and Foden, they don't play against teams that play yellow kits. <laughs> Just leave him in cold storage for the semi-final or, or final. Uh, probably, probably won't even bother with him against the Danes bring him out for the Italians if they get through yeah you pick out the big guns don't you yeah yeah I mean you, you might need him against the Italians or the Spanish whoever oh yeah yeah no you will turn <laughs> we're not we're not that nonchalant but uh, at the end of the day it's all about winning it's not about uh, satisfying uh, certain fan bases and uh, you know the public or whatever are we in a moment where we have got the strongest depth in of England squad in living memory. I'd say so. Because normally Grealish would be in the team, like no problem, without even a uh, question. I mean, the main thing is because we, we would need him to make up 11 decent players. Yeah, we'd have about three major injuries. <laughs> He'd have a metatarsal or two dislodged. Normally, you know, you normally got players like Trevor Stephen and Trevor Sinclair <laughs> make, making their way into the first yeah. 11. And Danny Mills. <laughs> you, went tw- you went 20 years without anybody to play on the left. And now it's like, who, if anyone want to play on the right? Because everyone wants to play on the left. It's kind of bad luck for Grealish. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, the job of the England manager is to win the game and uh, ultimately win a tournament and only one manager has ever achieved that so Mr Southgate as he stands has already got England into consecutive semi-finals now that doesn't happen uh, very often does it and I'm talking at major competitions no, no not historically and you know the last World Cup he's kind of finding his way so I you know I, I can't stand here and criticise him and uh, you know I'm not one of these Grealish fanboys oh, it's, it's almost like, just the thing of like how dare how, how dare he a lot of play? it's like it's the adulation that boy bands have with the little you know the fan fan girls with the posters on the wall these are like fanboys with the posters on the wall how dare you not play blah 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 we've explained 100 times why as an England manager you might not be picking a player who's just had three months out very very close to the tournament and when you've got an, an abundance of riches of players that have been producing and you know have been playing uh, the last few months you understand if you were the manager, why you take certain options. And also Grealish, you know, I said, oh, he might uh, he might be thinking, you know, just talking uh, on Twitter about the potential, you know, this selection. And I said, he might be thinking, uh, well, Rome's going to be 30 degrees. I don't know what it was at pitch side, but it was like 32, 33 in the day when they kicked off anyway. And he's just thinking, well, I think he fancies this game against Ukraine. So he's, he, And he's got to play a game, you know, what, Wednesday night, a few days later. So he's going to uh, want to uh, save, you know, have a few things still up his sleeve for the for the Danes. So if he's in trouble against Ukraine, yeah, he might bring Grealish on. If not, he'll probably just leave it and, and uh, you know, have somebody fresh. And, you know, don't forget his shin issue. Somebody fresh for the, for the Danes game. So it's not like, uh, it's not that kind of big a deal, really. And so I was explaining that. And then this chap had the audacity. Would you say the same thing about Messi? And Argentina, would Argentina rest him? 
It's like this is the problem. He's I not think the best at the moment, by a country mile. At the moment, Jack Grealish is not the recognised Lord Christ and Saviour of the English football team. He's not the player that's won cups for his club team. He's not turned up in those big moments, scored goals in cup finals. So how many goals has Messi scored? How many direct free kicks has Messi scored? I see people on Twitter putting up stats like uh, the last uh, last six England games, second assist Grealish. All these fucking tenuous, tenuous Stats, second assist, that's the pass before the assist, before the goal. You know, if, if you've got a player that's so good, does he really need those stats? When when you're talking about Messi, you're not talking about his second assists. You're talking about the fucking truckload of goals he scored and assists, etc., etc. So Grealish, I mean, for me, because he had those three months out, which is unfortunate, because I thought those three months, if he was a cracker lacking in those three months, then I think his place in the England setup would be higher. That yeah. said... He's he's got in more than expected. I mean, you play in Germany, it's locked at nil nil, and he's the first man you bring on. That that shows you that Southgate knows exactly Clearly what he can him. get from him, and 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 knows exactly the moment to play him. So in terms of that messy comparison, it's just like they, you know these some people are crazy out there. Yeah, well, I mean, you just need to look at it. Villa have been built in a style around Grealish since about 2018. That is so, true. I mean, he's one yeah. of the only players who's had his face on the side of any stadium in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, England haven't. So Southgate has been building for the Euros since 2018 without, you know, relation in mind. So no matter how good he is, Southgate isn't going to throw away three years of planning just to come up with a new style of play so that every England attack goes through Grealish, just like every Villa attack goes through Grealish. He's had to find a new way to use him, and we've seen against Germany what it is. It's bring him on when it's flat and you need life. I mean, he wasn't needed tonight. Neither was Foden, so there's no point. I mean, mean, um, at 50 minutes, I think nobody would have expected to be 3-0 up. Southgate wasn't. He's thinking that now this is a blessing. Now I can manage this game, and I can actually utilise my squad because i got five changes. All of a sudden, he's thinking about guys on yellow cards. He can make tactical decisions in terms of the longer term future of the tournament you know you can get you can protect the likes of Declan Rice who came off was about 55 minutes I think you would not expect I I thought he might have rested one of them if the if the game was in a comfortable position but no one expects it to be that dead the fact that you can get you know Trippier a bit more game time Calvert-Lewin a bit more game time Henderson really important to get someone like Henderson because you never know what's going to happen through that tournament I thought he might have brought Mings on for Maguire or something just to protect now, he knows what Jack can do. He knows what Foden can do. These are, these are match winners. But when you've already won the game, you don't need to go and win the game. Yeah. And, you know, also Kane, he would be very tempted to just leave him on to, you know, like, let him try to get that hat trick. But ultimately, if Kane gets injured in the semi-final and Calvert-Lewin is suddenly needed, then it's useful for him just to get that, you know, that even if it's just 15, 18 minutes, whatever it was, at least he's not coming in from the cold. So Same, uh, as, same as Bellingham. I think the only person yeah. who hasn't kicked a ball is probably Chilwell, I'd have thought. Everyone else has pretty much been in and around or involved in the team. It's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Jack didn't play tonight is sure. I just see it as such a good thing. You know, it's, you want to see him play. Of course we do, but we know what he can do. And he's, he's come on against Germany, done the job, and the team have done the job really well. And then the squad have done the job in seeing the game out. I just think fair play to Southgate. He got it right tonight. And you can't, when you, when you beat anybody at international level 4 0 in a tournament, you can't criticise. 
No, exactly. And there's still people moaning and criticising. And, you know, I'll I'll put my hand up and say, you know, I haven't been... uh, I'm not his biggest fan. I haven't been running to watch England-friendly games over the last few years because there's better things to do because they're pretty dour occasions. But you saw straight from that first game that this is somebody who's calculated now and you've got to give him years and this is somebody who knows these players from their you know from way way down in the youth uh, categories of the England team you know under under 17s under 18s under 19s etc so this is a different beast that we've seen from England normally it's just like flavor of the month manager comes in you know we've got a, an 11 of let's say decent individuals we we get through the group stages and then have one good win and then go out gallantly but there's no real i don't know control they're almost like playing on a motion england but this this is a different beast it's just uh, the way it's gone through this tournament in systematic fashion may not be exciting may not be one for the purists who want to see free flowing wing play you know with Grealish and maybe Sancho on the other side but I've got to the stage in life where I just want to see England win a bloody tournament and uh, <laughs> this looks as good it's as it's big potential. Normally we're getting Germany in the semi-finals a good, good, good German team. Now we've got Denmark and then we've got to play an Italian or Spanish team that are, are still, let's say, 75% in transition. It all feels positive. No, um, yeah, just and um, just one final point. I mean, if Grealish doesn't play tonight, his stock is like frozen. You know, we've seen how good he was against Germany. When you're on the pitch, your stock can go up and down. I mean, Sancho got his chance tonight and, and did he well. Didn't do he did all right, but he didn't you know, he didn't set the world on fire like <laughs> I knew I knew I knew Phil was going for the negative on that yeah, one. Yeah, he, 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 he just didn't he, he didn't set the world on fire despite um the commentary team because he'd signed for United thinking that he did hard. He was just he yeah, just no, did the all commentary right. team did OTT him really. Well, they were just hoping he'd get his head down and run and beat someone. He didn't really do it ever, did he? I think he maybe did it once. He did it once. It was quite, you know, it's quite cool. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But, you know, it's 
what we've seen with Grealish coming on is genuine impact in the game and, you know, proper assists, not second assists, proper assists. It's like when, when Grealish came on, he basically turned the tide against Germany and gave us the win. So there's no real need to come out with tenuous stats for Grealish because it was the proof was in the pudding what yeah. he actually did. You know, you let your eyes judge what he did. And in that game, he uh, that was a real notch in his belt in yeah. terms of going up another level. Especially against a good team in, in a really high-pressure situation exactly because if you're in a you know debating team and, and you were you were asked to uh say why Grealish uh shouldn't be playing at this moment in the England 11 blah blah you could possibly say in the big big games like the cup finals the playoff finals you know relegation battles I mean he's you know he's turned up big in Premier League games that sometimes when you're relying on him like when you know against, against Manchester City we needed some kind of you know, Grealish masterclass to get something out of that game. But he was relatively quiet. I think he did all right in the first playoff game. He was the only one who showed yeah. any uh, ambition. Second playoff game, other people took the stage from him. So it's not as if he's uh, he's like, you know, that comparison, trying to compare him with Messi. It's like, he's not at that he's not at that stage yet. But what he's done already, if he doesn't play another minute of the Euros, he's he's had a great Euros. He's, in put, my, a mark, he's put a marker down? In my mind, because he's uh, he's genuinely shown he can contribute, and this is like the highest you know highest level you can get. And the big thing, you know, before he was even in a squad, a lot of people's sort of talk of it was does Southgate trust him? Well, I mean that's been put to bed, hasn't it? Now, I mean you can't yeah. say Southgate clearly trusts him to know that he's I got bring, an agenda oh, against yeah, him. I can yeah, bring, if he's yeah. got an agenda against him, why is he bringing him on to get the first man he brings on against Germany? So that's yeah. absolute bollocks. And I think he would have brought him on tonight if the game had been. You know, in a different position, but the game was won. Same as Foden. I mean, Foden hasn't kicked a ball for what almost three games now, isn't it? It's like if you're fighting a war, you send your infantry out. You know, they're kind of struggling. Then then you send out your cavalry out, and then if your cavalry's uh, taking care of business, you don't fire a nuclear bomb. You don't need it. (laughs) You've won the war. (laughs) You were going down (laughs) that road. (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting on Hiroshima coming as well. Sorry, I was just no reference to Hiroshima. <laughs> it's a metaphor that uh, does not relate to any loss of life, just to be clear. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like you don't pull out your big guns. And there was guys who came to the table. I mean, Luke Shaw that we Very haven't mentioned good. yet. Luke Shaw was exceptional. Going forward, brilliant. You know, all four goals were really, really well crafted. I thought his delivery for the free kick for the Maguire one, brilliant. Even the fact, I mean, what an insult to Ukraine that you know you're fucked when Jordan Henderson gets his first goal for England <laughs> with a header from a corner. You've got to laugh. I mean, fair play to him. Yeah, Luke Shaw, two assists. Maybe he got like a fourth assist as well and, and maybe a fifth assist. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't counting back. He's so solid. I was, uh, maybe I haven't watched enough for United, but I was still indifferent about Luke Shaw over the last few years because he's had his criticism. and uh, But just based on what I've seen, and he, he seems to have filled out a bit. He seems to have been in the gym a bit. See, I think he's actually, it's not, he's always been stocky and Mourinho said he was fat. He actually just looks right. like more solid, like he's, stocky but in a healthy way yeah. I think he was obviously carrying a little bit of fat because he had the injury didn't he when he broke is it a broken leg or snapped ankle it was something yeah, like that and he yeah, was yeah, out yeah. for about a good year so he wasn't in, it took a long time to get back but now he just looks great and he bombs on every time he overlaps Sterling you think they, them two are going to make things happen they're a great combination yeah and you know Grealish when he came in against Germany just just fitted in and yeah. you know it was a nice little triangle with those guys I think I think Jack in, in any team is in his element when he has someone overlapping him because then he knows he can go inside if he wants or he can just you know slip 
slip people in. Yeah, and uh, you know he will blossom playing with these players. That's that's you know you mentioned earlier on about Villa. You know obviously go th- you know through Grealish quite a lot. Well, England don't need to do that just because of the talent at hand. So uh, you know there was a criticism: people don't pass the Grealish. People don't pass the Grealish. I think that might be because Villa fans are used to everybody passing yeah. to him relentlessly. Well, they pass the book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now where every everybody's kind of on an even keel, so to speak, uh, it's a bit more uh, you know democratic and open where the passes go. So I wouldn't really read too much into that. Nah, just just enjoy the win. I mean, fucking hell. You've, yeah. you've, you've strolled into the semi-finals and now you've got you know Denmark at Wembley. I, I've, I've been impressed. I mean, I mentioned on the previous show that I was impressed by Denmark first half against Belgium. They were pretty relentless in their finishing against Wales and I was I was interested to see them against the Czechs and I've seen that, you know, I saw the Czechs in the flesh and wasn't that impressed. It, I was so disappointed in the Dutch, actually. It was more about how bad the Dutch were. I mean, the Czechs had some kind of plan, but you know, we've seen in recent decades really good Czech teams, and this was nowhere near your kind of Nevets and Proborski, etc. The team that got to uh, the final of the, the Euros. And... Uh, the Danes set about them. But then in the second half, I just thought, yeah, actually, I don't, I don't think the Danes are as good as I thought they potentially might be a banana skin for England. So while uh, I'm not overconfident, because I think both them and the Swiss, as, as we mentioned before, they were they were very like, we don't give a fuck who, who you are. And I think, I think as Ali McCoy made the uh, analogy, that they play like club teams. And I, I tend to agree yeah. with that. So I think they are a threat for sure. But I'm just saying they're not, a DEFCON 1 threat that I thought they might be. No, I think against a team like that, you're, you're probably going to always be in the game. Yeah, I think the, I think the, Danes, the Danes have been playing on adrenaline, but that can only last so long. Yeah, and I think we're getting to the stage where they might be thinking, well, actually, we've done we've done ourselves really proud here. We've done, you know, you know, the supporters proud. We've done Ericsson proud. And if they, you know, if they got knocked out in the uh, the semis, they're not going to, uh, you know, people will applaud their efforts. But at the same time, I'm not being patronising. I don't think they're there to make up numbers because we've they've been in this position before where well, everybody won, just they've won, they've won the Euros. We haven't. <laughs> everybody just laughed at them, and they came in off the beach, made up the numbers. And you know, I'm sure the uh, whoever the opposition fans were in uh, the semi-finals were saying the same things, and then the Germans were saying the same things in the final, and they they beat everybody. So uh, you never know. But there was, I mean, the difference was the Danes. You know, when they were playing the Czechs, that was the same amount of games when they won it in '92. So this is a, a longer, harder tournament, and they've obviously lost players on the way. Well. England have it's almost like they've got gas tanks in reserve they've got players still yeah. up their sleeves and really top really top players as well not like you know second yeah. rate stuff they've got really really well, well world class players it's almost like we, we we started off against the Ukraine in second gear and we were 1-0 up and we thought well we can probably win this in second gear but let's just slip into the third gear just to get rid of them yeah let's have a look let's see what we can do mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know there's another couple of gears there yeah, I think the Italians will get it out of us if we play Italy. Yes, because <laughs> we're going to have to combat with all their all their ultra shithousery. The thing is with Italy, though, that's that- why I want to play them because I want to see that. I want to see people frustrated and against them because yeah. uh, it was glorious, wasn't it? <laughs> 
hilarious. You could have had like opera music playing in the background to that last 10 minutes that would have been been the highlight of the tournament so far. I mean, it's the same generation after generation, which is is quite funny because it's obviously bred into them at an early age. Yeah, win at all costs and by any means possible. And that's something that England have noticeably over the the years been very naive to. So... uh, I'm sure this time round, though, I think you look at England with Sterling. I think Kane can win free kicks. Jack, obviously, Sancho doesn't need telling to go down. Yeah. I think we've got a few, and I, and I think there'll be a couple of Italians who, if they end up for the fight in the middle of the park, Phillips and uh, Rice are bang up for the physical contact, aren't they? Especially yeah. uh, Phillips. Phillips loves a tackle. I mean, they'll be after trying to get England players sent off. I think that will be on the chalkboard of five things to do. In you know if if it is the Italy and England in the final and we're not getting ahead of ourselves here. But we seem cooler, don't we, these? Under Southgate, the England team seems a little bit more yeah. you know, ice in the veins. It's not quite, you know, the days of sort of Rooney, who was, especially the young Rooney, when he got sent off, it was like a little bulldog and he, it was all very heightened emotion. You know, people like Gerard, well, very heartlessly. Well. Yeah, Beckham. really hot, real heart on your sleeve players. Yeah, this is a bit different. It was noticeable uh, Shevchenko gave Grealish a very uh, over-the-top big hug which was nice to see. Obviously, uh, knows him by reputation. Yeah, probably just respect. probably just thanking him for not playing and yeah. making it double figures. Yeah, thanks, thanks, to that, thanks to you and Phil for not coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything seemed to have been planned. Like we said, Southgate's been planning for this Euro since the, the last World Cup ended. So it's like every eventuality, there's maybe another option or two other options for us. So it's, 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 like, yeah. it's calculating. And I, I always thought in the, the last World Cup, you looked at our bench, and even though we had good players, you thought, I don't know how he's going to switch this up here. We've shown, though, now we can play four at the back, we can play three at the back. We can mix things up in terms of we've got personnel to put into the system and it works. We've got a spine, which works. But then I think with the five subs as well, you can, if, if things aren't going wrong, touch wood, they don't. But I think we've got it in us to completely sort of turn on a sixpence if we need to in game. Yeah, I think of all all the teams, that five subs uh, rule suits us, does, the best. suits us especially the best, especially when it's uh, when you consider the attacking options we have. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, let's not forget the games are at Wembley from now on in, and you know, massive home advantage there. So it is, it's laid out for England. I yep. mean, uh, you know, Italy, for example, if they if they get to the final, you know, they've lost one of their prime movers in in Spinazzola, the the left back, who was you know he was having a great tournament yeah well he's been one of the players of the tournament hasn't he? he's been in such good form for them you take it obviously but you know i'd, I'd rather play top teams with their top players but uh, you know when you're looking at signs of how it's all w- working out the way the draw went i mean people were saying oh you know don't finish first because that's like the, you know that's going to be the bad route and it's going to be a harder route we'll play germany it's like yeah but if you get rid of the germans they're good man, you know man for man they're very good but uh, this is not all conquering German team. This is German team that's still stuttering a bit. You know that, that Hungarian game showed you that if you get at them or, or or if you keep them at arm's length, you can take them out. But after you got through them, you looked at the draw and you thought, "Happy Hello. days." Yeah, just for the the comparison of the Germans again, um, Southgate sort of stuck to his plan. Whereas uh, the German manager Lowe, he he reverted back and brought Müller and Hummels back in, so he abandoned everything yeah. he'd been doing up until it. So that would just have been like you know slotting Grealish in and trying to change everything, you know, two years worth of plans just to accommodate him at the end. Yeah, you're right. You know, Southgate is has been on a, a on a steady evolution, and uh, we've seen you know sparks. There were some good results in that uh, UEFA Nations League. Especially when we tournament. went to Spain and won. That was probably one of Southgate's biggest results, actually. Yeah, and beating Croatia after the 
they'd beaten us in the World Cup. It was that was just like you know baby steps into progression, and uh, you know people say, oh, we're getting the FA, uh, we got in the World Cup uh, semi final, but we didn't play anybody to get there. But I don't know. There was a test of character against Colombia after conceding in uh, you know in injury time. We still managed to uh, you know get out, get over that hurdle, and just yeah, we were just lacking. Uh, I think players when it came to playing uh, Croatians in the semi and you know Belgium later on in that third and fourth and in the group game, and the fact that you know, ultimately the tournament got knocked back a year. I think we spoke about this a while back, but because of that, you're a year further on in your development. Whereas a few of the older teams are a year further down the line. You know the fact that a year on, you know yeah. Grealish has come to the party. Yeah, Foden has now turned into a bona fide, you know superstar player you know across Europe you've got players like that who've come to the party you know Bellingham Bellingham he wasn't even born he wasn't wasn't even born last year yeah I think I think (laughs) sort of the re-emergence of someone like Luke Shaw all of a sudden you've got Luke Shaw getting in over a Champions League winner in Chilwell you know you've got options all over the park even a year ago you look at someone like Pickford's form was a little bit kind of hit and miss now he looks it's been been hit and miss this season uh, coming up leading into this game Uh, it was that game actually against Villa wasn't it that we just thought yeah he looks he looks banging form now yeah that that, I think the extra year that's that's another where the stars have aligned it's it's, it's a big factor in that as well right uh, I think that's enough of a reaction I mean we didn't really have to talk about the game too much there because uh, those early goals at the start of the first half and second half basically settled it did all the work for us really in terms of setting the tone making sure that we could be uh, comfortable throughout the game Arrivederci Roma yeah it's always nice to have uh, some Rome influence that would have been a nice trip wouldn't it it would if it was a full crowd I only do full crowds, by the way. That's why. Oh, I okay, to, noted. That's why I went to Budapest. I, half of it was for the full crowd experience, and not to get leathered by the uh, Italian police, who would have no doubt indiscriminately started whacking England fans, uh, well, as they well, usually do traditionally. No comment. I just did comment. Well, they can arrest you and beat the crap out of you next time you go to Rome. <laughs> Lovely. Ah, oh, it's that guy. I remember him on that fucking podcast, giving us shade, casting us shade. Batten's out, boys. <laughs> Wallop. Yeah. Villa Lazio next season. Yeah, can't wait. Roma away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, any uh, final words? Villa, Sevilla, that would be a good test in the, the pre-season yeah. at Villa Park. Traditional games against Warsaw in there, Stoke thrown in there as well. Uh, as I mentioned in the post, uh, Villa, they're lining up a, a game in Europe, but it's going to be, I think it might be like part of a mini training camp or uh, just a one-off and it's going to be behind closed doors, so it won't be a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because they know where they stand with things like a lot of the restrictions and the travel corridors, they can try to sort of get to certain places now, can't they? Yeah, but uh, that was uh, dropped in the meeting, uh, the uh, the last FCG meeting. So a bit of inside info there for you folks. So see you at Bescott then. Right, yeah, see you at Bescott, see you at Villa Park for Sevilla, and see you uh, for a double date at Wembley. Well, I'm not going because uh, I'm not... I'm not spending 950 <laughs> quid on a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I've had my Euros fill. I mean, I can't really top my experience of going away. It was, it was uh, really, really good. Right, anyway, so uh, all good in the hoods. Don't worry, people, Grealish fanboys. Grealish will be captain for the uh, the World Cup next year in Qatar, so uh, you'll get your uh, day in the sun there. But I think, and this will be my final gambit, if England are to win this tournament, I think you will see a big contribution from Grealish. 
even if it's just one contribution, it will be a significant contribution before this tournament is over. Agreed. Yep. Phil Shaw, any final words from the Phil Shaw? No, I won't make a prediction for the semis. I'm not that stupid. Yeah, it's on paper, should win it, but the Danes have ripped up paper before and uh, England have uh, been uh, shamed by uh, lesser teams than uh, the ones we will face, if you remember Iceland. so uh, I'll, I'll just say that... Uh, Casper's not as good a goalkeeper as his father was. I'll leave it at that. That's one ray of sunshine. <laughs> There's a kiss of death if ever you gave us one. <laughs> Who would have thought Casper Michael would have saved three penalties in a shootout? <laughs> right, anyway, on that note, uh, it's all good for the England boys and we wish them well in what should be uh, quite an exciting week, uh, especially if they take care of business midweek against Denmark. Until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.